my best to to uh, do this morning. I'm a little sick. I've been sick all week. Give me something. Everybody all right? Good, 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 good. Uh, wow. Thought my head's in a cloud today, so start telling you, just forgive me for whatever I say. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come before you this morning, we thank you for your mighty power and your love, and we thank you for this time of year, Lord, to give us an opportunity to reflect upon who you are and what you mean to us. Lord, we just pray for today. Thank you for all the children in this church and your blessings for what they do and all those that, that work so diligently to, to put on a program that we may enjoy. Lord, we just thank you. Lord, bless us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Radiant joy. <clears throat> Braden, come on up here for a minute, will you? Luke, come up here with me, too. They're good. They're just having a fit right now because I said that. <clears throat> Luke got out of the hospital. I don't know what Thursday is in there. Got a bunch of infection from his uh, appendix surgery from a couple weeks ago, and he's back here and give us all a good scare. Come up here, Luke. <clears throat> Stay down. big brother, will you? You don't know if he's my grandson, so I know you don't know that. Good looking boys, ain't they? They didn't take after their pappy. Took after their daddy over there. There's some, <coughs> there's some, uh, and, and, and the people that decorated last week, you guys did an excellent job. I, I was, I was at the hospital with Luke last week, and so I wasn't here, but I walked in there, I think uh, one day this week, and looked around, I was like, my goodness, they did a wonderful job, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, love the big letters up here, and uh, <clears throat> Luke, come on down here a little bit. You see these well, these words that we have with us? Is, what's the first one? Is what there? Oh, Braden, give me a tie me a big knot in that in in your thing. It's a big knot. Come on, tie me a big knot. Don't be silly. Your dad's gonna be embarrassed. What's the next one there, Luke? Faith, faith. Tie me a big knot. Hope and. Big knot, come on now. Hope and faith—they're kind of—they're—they're they're like we can't—we can't separate these things from from our walk with Christ. What's the next one down here? Grace. Tie me another knot. Another. What's this one up here? We're going to talk about joy today. Tie me another knot. Now, there's a lot of other words that that we that we kind of use as Christians over and over again. There's there's a uh, salvation. Tie me another knot. Boy, you're slow. Brad, teach that boy something. Look at your little brother doing better than you are. Time me a knot for salvation. There's, a, there's another one called righteousness. Time me a knot for righteousness, Luke. Somebody stand up and give me another word we use a lot as Christians. Come on. Huh? Resurrection. Are you guys tying these knots? Tie them up. You can tie a knot. I could have got the babies in here. They might have done a better job. I don't know. You're not no sailor, are you? Somebody give me another name. What, huh? Worship. Tie another one. <clears throat> Keep tying them. Worship. Somebody give me another one. 
salvation, tie another knot. But what I'm getting at is all these words we use, they're all tied together. They're all tied together. They're, they're part of who we are. And joy is what we're talking about today. And, and joy is a big part of our life. It's not an emotion or a, or a feeling as some people might want to say, well, I don't feel no joy or this, any other. It's different than that. It's a lot deeper. These boys are struggling. <clears throat> it's a lot deeper than that. It, it, we give it to Josh. We just give it to Josh. Go sit down. There you go. Look at there. Look at there. Look you there. Somebody give me a couple more words. Humble. Kind of, huh? Peace. Peace. Redemption. Love. <coughs> In other words, we could just keep tying together, couldn't we? What, what all these things that we use, but they all have a, have a deep meaning. We've preached on a lot of these words over and over again uh, throughout time. That's good enough, guys. Thank you. Go sit down, boys. Thank you. Pretty had a good way to start. So all these words are tied together. They're, one, they're on one big rope, and they, and they all, we can take them right all to the cross. We can take them all to Jesus Christ, and they're all linked to him. So when we look at each one of these words and we think, well, this is, these are the things that we're supposed to live by. And all the words you shouted out, these are the words we live by, that we actually live our life by. And joy is one of the ones that I think goes kind of, it's kind of underrated. There's a whole lot to joy, and we're going to look at that this morning. In Luke 2, 10 and 11, it starts with, it's right through the Christmas story, and most of you know all this. It says, then the angels, and that's when the shepherds were out in the field, the angels were out there in this dark field with complete darkness all around, no city lights, nothing like that. Town of Bethlehem is off a little distance. Jerusalem's off a little in off distance. And how about Jerusalem being the capital? Ain't that good? Amen. What a wonderful week that is we've had with that. <coughs> then the angel of the Lord said to them, "Do not be afraid." And that's the first thing that usually happens when the angel comes to talk to somebody. He says, "Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings." And that could be looking as good news. I bring you good news. I bring you good news of great, everybody say joy. So what's he bringing them? Joy. That's what he's bringing them. He's bringing them great joy. So it's not, it's, not a, it's not a feeling or emotion. It's something that's being brought to us that we can tie together with all the other things that God's given us and become part of our life, become part of who we are. And when I start to look, I start to, look to my emotions for joy, then I start to shrink what joy really means. It's not, it's not in my emotions or my feelings. It's more bigger, but it's deeper than that. The same with all these other words of great joy, which will be to what? Everybody say what? All people. All people. All people of the whole world. Next week I've got a sermon I'm, I'm looking at. I'm hopefully preaching. It's called The Cradle of the Cross. I hope we can get it out next week. Cradle to the cross. In verse 11 it says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So your joy is coming from who? Christ the Lord. And Christ the Lord, Christ is the, is the word Messiah. That's where we get the word Messiah from. So it is Christ. He's talking about the Son of God. That's where the joy is coming from. That's where our joy is. That's where our joy has always been. 
And if you're looking any place else for joy, you're looking in the wrong place. <laughs> joy is so much more than an emotion. That's what we're talking about that already. Every time we give into the Holy Spirit's calling, radiant joy shouts out. Amen. When we give to the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit wants us to do, joy comes forth. This it just resonates in your life. I've got a God story I'm going to tell you in just a few minutes about happening this once this week. For our gospel did not come to you in word only. This is Paul talking to Thessalonians, but also in power. The gospel, the good news, joy. It didn't come to you in word only, but in power. There's power behind your joy. And the Holy Spirit, in as much assurance as you know that, that kind of what kind of men we were among you for your sake. Verse 6, and you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction and with, with joy of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings us joy. And throughout some of these scriptures that you're going to read, it goes, it's going to be something like a long-suffering and affliction. There's always, it seems to be tied with joy a lot of times. So if our joy is based on emotions and feelings, we would never have the joy that we think we need to have because a lot of times it's with affliction and long-suffering. But yet we're to have joy. In James, in chapter 1, it tells us to count our trials joy. So how, the, how can we count something joy if we, we, we've, mis, we've misused the word? It's something a lot different. Joy is the Lord Jesus Christ living within you. It's not jumping up and down and going crazy and all kinds of things. It, it's, it did, I don't have to have that. What I have to have is the assurance of God in my heart and living. That's the joy I have. That's what Jesus died for, is to give me that type of joy. In Psalms, in a lot of the Psalms we're going to sing here in a minute, it says, sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. So we're to shout about joy? Absolutely. You should be excited with joy. In Psalms 132.9 it says, let your priest be clothed with righteousness and let your saints shout for joy. <coughs> And in 16 it says, I will also clothe her, her priest with salvation, and her saints shall shout aloud for joy. So joy is part of our life. Jesus' joy, we're going to talk about in a minute. <clears throat> our joy comes from him. I was at, uh, uh, where was I at the other night? My mind is, I've had so many, too many, too many night quills this week. Oh, man. It must have been, it was at a ball game, yeah. It was a Braden's ball game Friday night. <laughs> Y'all be praying for Braden, he needs kind of an attitude adjustment. He's, he's starting to get it. You know how 15-year-olds are? Casey, you know what I mean, don't you? Casey had to have a few attitude adjustments, didn't you, buddy? <laughs> One or two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got some stories about Casey. You just start rolling now as we start telling you. Oh, man, Casey, Casey. Anyway, he'll be all right. I was at his game. We came back, and me and Vicky were stopping at Cheddar's for uh, a salad. And, and uh, <coughs> I got up and went to the restroom. And I'm talking about because it's just joy. And I was feeling kind of sick and just not really, you know, like, ah, you know, I was just like, Bleh. And I went to the bathroom. He said, well, how do you find joy in the bathroom? Yeah. According to how fast you got to get there. But as I was leaving the restroom, there was this 
older guy, I say older guy, I'm older. He's probably, he probably 62. <laughs> it's, it's my age. <laughs> anyway, he's a colored man, good-looking man, older guy. He's a kind of big, burly guy. And I looked at him. He wasn't feeling good either. He was just kind of all kind of messed up with me. And I said, man, don't this old age, it's, just, it's, it's not for sissies, is it? And he looked at me, and he got this big old grin. He said, it sure ain't. And I laughed at him a little bit, and we kind of giggled back and forth. And I said, you know, my old bones, they ache and hurt, but one day I'm going to get new ones. And so I know the Lord. And he looked at me, that big old Santa Claus grin. Oh, the Lord is so good. I'm telling you, that was joy. Amen? There's two complete strangers. I'll probably never see that guy again the rest of my life. I wouldn't recognize him if I did outside of that laugh. But you can find joy even when you're not feeling good. You can find joy. You say, that's a silly story. No, but that, that, that brought joy to my heart. I can walk into a restaurant and just talk about your aches and pains and then start talking about the Lord with some old man. It was good. That's joy. Amen? You know why it's joy? Because we talk about the Lord. That's joy. That's joy. You can have joy in the midst of anything if you're focused in the right direction. In Hebrews 12, 2, this is a, an interesting verse. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, and listen to this, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Well, what was the joy set before him? It was the cross. But yet he says he has joy. So surely it's not this crazy joy, happiness and all that, although it could be, I guess. But that's not what he's talking about. It's, he has joy knowing that, that he is getting ready to do something. That's going to save his creation. Us. He has joy in that. It was easy. Said here's that for the joy that was set before him and to endure the endure the cross, despising the shame, despising the, the sin and the filth of this world. He despised it. And he knew every bit of it was going to get put on him, heaped right on him. But still he had joy because he knew at the end of it, we have life. He's giving us life. And from that cradle to the cross, he's giving us life. And has set down at the right hand of the throne of God. That was his joy. In Jude 1 24, it says, Now to him is who is now to him to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. And to present you faultlessly before the presence of his glory with exceedingly joy. So joy is a, a lot different than what we might anticipate joy is. It's part of who we are. It's right there. It's every bit as important as every other word we might use. Our joy is in Christ and Christ alone. And when you put, try to put your joy and add it up to, to, to what's going on in your life, and you say, well, I don't seem to have joy, or this is wrong, or that's wrong, you're looking at your joy in the wrong areas. Joy comes from the Lord. Your happiness, it can come from something else, but your joy is coming from the Lord. If I look to joy for different people, I'm not going to find it. Mr. Blackwell back there can bring me joy once in a while, but a lot of times he don't bring me joy. Sorry, John. Because I'm not looking to him for joy. I'm looking to the Lord for joy. Amen? That's what joy is, and that's what I hope this season, this Christmas season is getting ready to start. In the next couple of weeks, we'll play, preach these Christmas sermons to you. 
But I want you to start out with joy. I want you to start out to really understand. If you really want to understand, everybody says, well, I want to get in a Christmas spirit. Well, get some joy. Get some joy and you'll get in a Christmas spirit. You don't have to go around with big smiles all over your face all the time, but get some joy. True joy only exists through walking with Jesus Christ. This is Colossians. Let's see where I'm, where I'm at here. That you may walk worthy of the Lord. True joy only comes through walking with Jesus Christ. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. Get that right there. Fully pleasing who? Everybody give it to me. huh? Him. Fully pleasing him. Not myself, but him. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in knowledge of God. If I'm, if I'm looking to, to, to understand all these words and, and tie it all within my life, then I've got to understand that you may walk worthy of the Lord. I have to walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all, might, with all might according to his glorious power. For all patience and long-suffering with joy. There, there's that long-suffering before the joy again. See, so there is things that we're going to go through, but it should not disrupt our joy. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed, it, and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. In Him, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. We have joy. Amen? <clears throat> I'm going to show you a movie clip. Coming in January, um, how many, a couple years ago, uh, we did, uh, uh, the war, everybody remember the movie War Room? Okay, well, a couple years ago, I think we did January, February, and Bill finished it up for me because I went on vacation. But we did that, and we had 55 people show up for that on Sunday night. Now, you know, I, I love the War Room movie. In fact, I watched it this week. I was sick all week, so I watched it this week, one week, and I went through all the different study stuff I did for that. And, and uh, <coughs> <coughs> starting in January, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to preach on the War Room, and we're going to show movie clips from the War Room. I want you to start your year in your war room. Amen? I mean, you want to have a good, a good year? Start it in your war room. That's your prayer room. And so I thought it would be a good opportunity for us to go through the clips and kind of go through the study. Oh, I'll preach it. You don't have to. If you want the books or whatever, I'll give you a good homework assignment over the holiday here. Watch the war room sometime before January. Refresh your mind with it if you haven't seen it. And if, if you have never seen it, you need to watch it. It's a wonderful movie on prayer. I just thought it would be a, a great opportunity to start this church and each individual this year in the war room. So we have a movie clip we're going to show from that right now. And, it, and what it is, it's about joy, as it goes to the end of the movie clip. It's about joy. And we have a, a thief out there that we talked about a few weeks ago in John 10, 10. It's like the thief come to steal and destroy and to kill. And that thief is the devil, the thief is Satan. Now, some of us, we, 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 struggle to lose, we struggle with joy because we have allowed Satan to whip us up. And he's defeated our joy. And, and the way Satan defeats our joy is, to, is, to, is usually very subliminally but pull you out from where God wants you to be, from the scriptures we just read. He wants to pull you away from the godly people around you. He wants to, to just, just start to dismantle your life. 
And he does it not all at one time a lot of times, but he'll do it so, so secretly sometimes. And the next thing you know, you're looking up and you say, man, where's my joy? It's been robbed from me. It's been stolen from me. It's because your life is not where God wants it to be. And Satan can come in and steal your joy. Steal who, who the Savior means to you, the actual meaning of that. He can steal that from your heart. But he does it so deceitfully. It can start to destroy weddings, I mean marriages. It can destroy your workplace. It can destroy your, your family life. It can destroy you completely. Because joy is such an important part of our everyday walk with God. Have you got that movie clip ready, John? Shut these lights down a little bit, Chris. There's the devil for you.
kind of give you an idea of the war room. Of course, she's fighting for, turn your lights back up, please, Chris. Fighting for her family. That is the proper way to do it. It's a biblical way to do it. And whatever you ask in my name, this is John 14, 13. A lot of people take this verse out of context. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. The next verse says, hey, whatever you ask in prayer, he will give you. Now, I'll tell you what, you've got to be walking with God. He's not going to give you, he's not going to let you win the lotto. He's not going to let you do silly things that are going to destroy your life. No matter how bad you think you might want them, he's not going to do anything that will harm you or hurt you. He's always going to do what is right for you. And sometimes that's a big, when he says a big no. Amen? So my best answered prayers is when he says no. I learn from those things. <clears throat> in Psalm 16, says, you will show me the path of life. God's going to show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In his presence is the fullness of joy. It doesn't matter if I'm sick. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. In his presence is the fullness of joy. His people fill me with joy. His love of music and all those things fill me with his joy. I don't get my joy from you. I get it from him, but I'm filled through that. Just like that, that man the other night. That filled me up. I needed that. To think that, you know, and, and when you say something like that in, in, in a public place, you never know what you're going to hear. I say stuff like that all the time. You never know what you're going to hear. But that big old belly laugh of him the other night just cracked me up. And it was just God saying, I'm with you, and here's the joy. You will show the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy, and your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In Romans 15, 13, now may the God of hope, which is our hope, which is one of those words we tied on, fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the right and righteous way to live. With joy in your heart. And if you have struggled for joy. If you're struggling right now for joy. Maybe the devil's come in and stripped it from you. Maybe you've spent too much time away from God. Maybe you've spent too much time doing the things you shouldn't do. And that opens the door for the devil to come in and destroy your joy. And when he destroys your joy. A lot of times he'll destroy your family's joy. Words for your week. These are easy ones this week. No, not leave. Only Jesus can. You got it? Light? Nope. Eric, do you say that? Eric says, only Jesus can light. Up. There you go. Only Jesus can light up a heart with radiant joy. Let's stand. That may be the shortest sermon I've ever preached.
belong to Jesus Christ. Let's put it this way. If you belong to Jesus Christ and your joy has been stripped away from you, and you, you know it has, and you're, you've been fighting trying to figure out what in the world is wrong with me. How come, I don't, how come I don't think the way I should think anymore? I know what truth is. I know what love is. And how come I don't think that way anymore? What's going on in my mind? You may have been stripped of your joy. And all these other things, your faith, all these things that are tied together. Come today and get it right with God. Enjoy the Christmas season. Enjoy the rest of your life, but do it right with God. Not according to your will, but according to his will. And may joy just flow from your hearts to others. Maybe someday you can give a big old belly laugh to an old man like me. God bless you.